2: it's time to talk about uh, what women are doing. I don't know if you listened last Sunday, but I had a guest on that talked about how women are really thriving and doing great things, starting new businesses, getting big-time jobs, You know, moving up into the C-suites and the corporations. It really is remarkable what is happening to women today. And so since we are breaking the glass ceiling, um, women-owned businesses make up about 40% of all businesses in America. That's right, 40% of all businesses in America. Whoop, whoop, ladies. And 22% of women contribute the majority if not all of their household to their household income. Now despite their undeniable presence in the working world many women don't have a plan for their hard earned assets should something happen to them. So what does that mean? Well we want to empower women we want to continue to talk about it how well we are doing for the whole year and help them take control Uh, help us take control of our estate planning decisions. Despite a powerful presence in the working world, uh, many women are protecting their hard-earned assets. So to talk about this tonight is an estate planning attorney, Philip J. Roos from Stone Arch Law. Hello, Philip. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me on tonight.
2: Sure, appreciate it. So let's jump right in. Where does the money women make go to today? I mean, I'm sure well, years ago, decades ago, was a whole nother story.
1: You're right, and I think you've 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 pointed out our, like, exactly what we're seeing. Women are shattering stereotypes. I think estate planning is important for everybody. But on top of wealthier women in families, we also have an aging generation right now. And what's going to happen is, at least in heterosexual relationships or or partnerships as the male member of that relationship dies, women are, are going to be the first stop for uh, for that other wealth. And what that means is women are going to control the majority of the wealth in the United States by about 2030. So we're seeing some, some really important reasons to get that planning done. Um, I think dealing with grief is already hard enough on top of not having a plan. So I think what we're, what we're seeing here is, is just a, a big shift in wealth and a big shift in responsibility with um, female members of our family.
2: Yeah, you know, here's the thing. Um, I know that we've been talking about estate planning for women for a long time. Uh, I remember in the 1980s, people talking about how women need to get on board with estate planning. And like you said, uh, uh, in some of the uh, things I've also read is that the women are doing this because they absolutely have to at this point, uh, because we seem to, uh, we are still living longer than a lot of the, the men. And so as I listen to estate planning, what it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it's not today. So the process of protecting assets have changed, correct?
1: That's right. Uh, step one, always make sure you're communicating Your wishes. I think there was a time, even when I was in law school, which wasn't that long ago, in the early 2000s, and there was this stereotype of you know, husband dies first, has all the wealth, transfers it to to spouse, et cetera, and that's just changing so much. So I think the first first thing that we tell our clients is to always make sure that you're communicating what you want. We we say that an estate plan works better in the light of day. So. You can always write a will or write a trust and and kind of hide what you're doing. But if you communicate what's going on, you're less likely to have anger. You're less likely to have infighting. You're more likely to have the things that are important to you actually happen. Um, On top of that, uh, you know, I I think there was a time when you could kind of assume that the kids would just kind of get it. And that's not really the world we live in anymore. There are some default rules out there that your estate's going to do. Things are going to go to certain people. Certain people are going to be in charge. If you were married and that spouse died before you and you're the surviving spouse, well, who's next in line? Who would actually settle that estate? And not only that type of decision maker, but also, you know, as women are living longer, who's going to be their uh, health taker? Who's going to be their health care agent who can manage the money for them If they're unable to do it on their own, I think oftentimes the will document kind of that main estate planning document gets all the glory. But what about these documents that we sometimes consider to be also or other documents like this health care directive and power of attorney? Sometimes it's even more important.
2: I understand that. At the same time, I'm curious to know Stone Arch Law, if you have women there that actually do uh, estate planning for women.
1: We sure do. We sure do. If you if you give us a call or check out our website, uh, you can talk directly with Camry Fielders. Um, she's an attorney who works. We all work with all families, of course. But for those that would prefer to work with a female attorney, please call us. We're a small firm.
2: Uh, small meaning you have about how many lawyers?
1: Right now, I'm we curious. have uh, we have three attorneys accepting clients right now, and then we have staff as well. We're right on kind of the edge of Southwest Minneapolis. And richfield slash edina kind of in that corner of the city Mm
2: -hmm. okay let's talk about the women that are listening right now how do you define estate planning for them
1: the way i would define estate planning is well here's what we have so if you don't do anything at all if you do nothing at all the legislature has these default rules set up for you and this is what's going to happen whether you like it or not if you don't do something What we want to do is we want to replace those rules with something else. Likely, we want your rules, your plan, your values to be reflected in your plan. And and the way we do that, there is a court process called probate. I won't get too far into it, but it's an administrative court process where if I die, if you die, if someone dies, their stuff goes through this process in front of a judge. The default rules control, unless you overwrite them with a will document and a will is a court document. I've heard many people call us, and they there. Are, sometimes there's a misconception that wills will avoid. If you have a will, you don't have to go to court, and that's just not true. Um, right. A will tells a judge what to do. Right? A will a will controls probate. It makes probate happen on your terms, which is why at the minimum we want that. We like wills. Wills wills make wills make your probate go the way you want it to go. Who's in charge? Where does the money go? What are the backups? Some families who are concerned not just with things happening their way but they also want to make it easy for their loved ones so it's not just a matter of things happening on their terms but they want this probate process to be easy or to skip it all together they'll oftentimes use a different tool and i won't get too far into it but it's called a revocable trust or a living trust this is a will replacement we do this mm-hmm. instead of a will mm-hmm. and what we do is we want to make sure your stuff so the family home uh money etc kind of filters through this thing and if it does we get to use a private family agreement a trust agreement instead of the will it's kind of like a contract and we want to make and, and these things will pass free of of a judge and not only that especially as as women are finding their 401ks and their iras getting bigger you have to make sure the beneficiary designations on those don't forget those have to match what your will or trust says You want to make sure you're coordinating those with those because those will supersede the will if not done properly.
2: Right. So any, any woman that has children, you definitely want to look into a trust instead of a will. But so many of us have put our wheels together because we've been told that's what, that's the document you need to have all the explanation, uh, for probate so that everybody knows what they're supposed to get or what you're leaving for them, that sort of thing. But now it's really the talk of trust, as you just said, a living trust, what have you, instead of a will, correct?
1: I think so, and part of that is i i i and you're you're one hundred percent correct, I think we've always been told will is, wills are the key, and they still are i mean they they're still a great tool. they are oftentimes the more affordable way to set up a plan because there's less to them. They're an instruction letter for a judge uh the the revocable plan it it all depends on what you're doing. the costs are all over the board on these, but they oftentimes are more pricey, and for some folks they don't want to do that, and that's okay we all have. Uh, different priorities for our pocketbooks. I think the reason why trusts are becoming more popular and why people are seeing this more mm-hmm. is because we're in a little bit more of a litigious society. I think people are getting a little bit more uh, worried about their privacy. They don't want they don't even want their names in the phone books anymore, let alone their wills being subject to the you know, public court system.
2: Right, I will say that um, a lot of it has to do communicating with your children. If you have children, you definitely want to get or get to know what a trust is. There's no doubt about that. however,
1: I think so too. You
2: know making sure that your wishes are out there to your children is really important. One of the notes that I read said, um, "Make sure that all of the children are included." Is that mandatory?
1: It's not and and sadly, we do occasionally do an estate plan where someone wants, um, a child removed. I will say the default rules do absolutely cont- uh, include all the children someplace in that plan. Um, and, and the issue then is if you, if you did want someone to get an uneven share, or if you wanted some, you know, you wanted the kids to get equal amounts, but another chunk to go to a charity, none of that happens by itself. So you would have to intentionally do that. And you typically have to do it pretty bluntly too. Um, Again, that kind of goes back to this idea of keeping things in the light of day. If someone is surprised by the fact that, that everyone else is getting a third of the estate and they're getting a 1000 uh, bucks, all the more reason for them to feel like they don't have anything to lose. So, so if, if communication is possible, it's not always possible, but if it is, very good idea.
2: Well, I tell you, everything I keep reading about estate planning, uh, it seems to usurp the will. So I really encourage every woman, in fact, every family, to make sure that you communicate as much as possible, as much as possible about what you want at the end of life, what you want uh, to do with the money, what your heirlooms, all of that really, really matters. However, what happens if women do not make a plan? Then what happens?
1: If they don't make a plan, and I'm going to to leap back here a little, because you you had mentioned absolutely correctly that women are outliving men still. So what that means is, in addition to the grief, now they are going to be settling the estate not only for potentially deceased spouse, but now they have the assets and they don't they don't have that spouse or partner who will be um, settling their estate. Mm-hmm. So if 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 there isn't a plan in place. It's not too late. As long as you have capacity, what you need to, to, to create a will validly is you have to be over 18 and you have to have capacity. You have to know what you're signing. If you haven't done it now, it is not too late. It's easier than you think. That's probably the number one thing we hear from clients. It's easier than you think. And you should feel empowered to do this. As a father of daughters, I want my kids to feel confident and empowered that it's their wealth and it's their decisions and they can get this on paper. Make sure you're represented, make sure it's done properly.
2: Yeah, that's that's really important. Uh, a lot of times we don't know that it's done properly. You know, so many of us don't know about estate planning and how it really works. I mean, the language is a bit complicating sometimes, right? Uh, complicated at times when you read some of these estate plans. And so if you don't know any of the language, I believe the first thing we should do is say, what does that mean? Give it to me in writing what that definition is. Because if you don't know what you're signing, if you don't understand it, you're in trouble from day one.
1: I love that you're saying that we get a question we get questions pretty regularly about why are these legal documents in legalese because they are let's be honest they are absolutely in legalese and there's a reason for that the reason is because if something goes wrong with this this is going to go through the court system and if it goes to the court system now we're talking to other lawyers and judges so that's who we're really talking to when it comes to that legalese Mm
2: -hmm. but
1: if you're if you're working with an attorney who does this well you should come out of the meeting Having not been talked to in the ease, the conversation should be easy. You should come out of there, if you if you have the right lawyer, feeling like you're talking to a, just a regular person about your family and they're going to walk you through all these different stages, all these contingencies, and you should feel very confident about what you're signing when it's all done. But absolutely, we've had people come in from other firms when they're getting their plan done and, they're, and they just drop a bunch of paper in front of us and say... <laughs> You know, I, I'm not quite sure what this is, but <laughs> I think we have to redo it. So yeah, it, it so happens. true. So
2: true. Yeah. Well, Philip J. Roos, I really appreciate you sticking and staying with us. I hope you can stay for another two minutes. We'll be back with our guest, Philip J. Roos from Stone Arch Law. We are talking about estate planning. We'll be back. Thank you. It is now 855 here at WCCO. Local estate planning attorney, Philip J. Roos from Stone Arch Law has been joining us this half hour. Welcome back, Philip. Thank you, okay, as we wrap up this hour, we have about two and a half minutes, and I'm curious to know if a woman has already um, been at that point where she really needs the estate plan and she worries that it's too late. when is it too late to do it?
1: it It, it is it, it, honestly I, it's not quite never too late it's it's the too late portion really is when you can no longer understand the documents. We have folks who come in regularly they're they're seventy five they're eighty. And they're, they're almost hanging their heads low, like we know we should have done this when we first had kids in our 20s or 30s. We, but that no one does. I mean, they, they should. But, but if you haven't done it yet and you feel like, well, I'm, I'm the one who hasn't done it, I feel guilty, you shouldn't. We see it so often that folks uh, who are well into retirement are doing this for the first time.
2: Okay, so as we wrap up, I have to know if it's at the point now where so many women have the will, they've been told over the decades, you've got to have a will. They have the will, and as they continue to be successful in life, do they stick with the will and change it a little bit, add to it a little bit, or is the estate plan the only way to go today in order to make sure that your wishes are made?
1: When it comes to a will document, what I like to point out most is that because that's an actual court document, you just want to be very careful that it's accurate and that it's up to date with current statutes in the state in which you live. If you've moved, you probably want to get a new will or or trust uh, if you're starting over anyway. We typically say every ten years, you wouldn't you wouldn't submit a. Uh, uh, most legal documents, you wouldn't want to send them to a court after 10 or 15 or 20 years. You want to keep those fresh. So redo that will every 10 years, honestly. If it's time to redo it anyway, revisit doing a brand new will or definitely consider maybe a revocable trust option. But they both work. They absolutely both work.
2: I, I, if, Pope, if people want more information from you, where do they go? If they want to stop by
1: Stone Arch, like the bridge, stonearchlaw.com. We have a ton of videos. We have some uh, free downloads and resources, a lot of information. They want to come check us
2: out. Well, I sure appreciate you joining us tonight. Thank you Thank so you. much, Philip J. Roos from Stone Arch Law. Thank you. My pleasure. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four
0: amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch